We're very thankful this weekend to be blessed with uh, uh, our serving brothers from all over the continent and even as far as Mexico. And uh, we're thankful that Brother Jose is once again with us, and we ask that you keep him in your prayers as he uh, meditates on the Word and shares with us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we know that we need thy guidance and the wisdom from above. So this afternoon we come looking and trusting to find those things at the foot of the cross. We ask, Father, thy Holy Spirit, to help us to understand thy word, thy living word. So we ask to bless us this day. You know our needs from the heart. You know our needs. And we ask to provide for our needs. In Jesus we pray. Amen. I asked Brother Edmonds to help me to read the scripture, and I was inspired to read from Psalms 51. I want you to know that this chapter 51 from Psalms is the most common reading that I have with people that are dying. Uh, 51st Psalm. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, Thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities." Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore.
tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. David, commit adultery with Bathsheba. This is what the scripture says. David, being the man according God's heart, had a big problem. He tried to cover his sin. He tried very hard. Seems like everything was okay. Everything was covered good. Was silence. Her husband got killed in the bottle. So now, David can take Bathsheba to the palace and make her a queen. Everything was hiding. So now David comforted Bathsheba because of the husband. Up to that, he went to his business as a king. But sadly, one day, one of his servants came and said, King David, there is a man at the door. He wants to talk to you. And he said that it's urgent. He must talk to you right now. David, paralyzed. Because he heard from the servant, there is a man, there is a prophet, named Nathan. David knew all about Nathan. He trembled. And then his mind started thinking, oh, everything is over the table. My sin is revealed. I'm going to lose the kingdom. I'm going to lose my riches. I'm going to lose my fame, my reputation. I'm going to lose everything. It's over. Up to he thinking, and I believe, and I can picture David, 
saying to the servant, give me a little chance. Give me a little break. Leave me alone. And then ask him to come in. And he come in. David is already to speak to this man. As soon as he came in, he says, My friend, how you been? What news you bring to me? And I can picture Nathan with a glazed, holy face, holy eyes, and a bony finger. He says, Sir, there is a man in your kingdom. A rich man. And David, David think, oh, that is me. Yes, he knows everything. He's bringing a message from God. But what will be the message? He's a certain man. Rich man. He has a tremendous multitude of cattle. He said, oh, it's not me. So I should not be weary. Nothing has been discovered. This rich man has many sheep, many cattle, many things. And he has a visitor. We know the story. His visitor, he, he needs something to eat. So he then went to pick up one of his sheep, but he went to his neighbor, a poor neighbor. And this neighbor had a little sheep that was like a a child. This sheep lays on his shoulder. There was like a part of the family. And the rich man took that sheep and killed it, prepared it for his visitor. And David says, Nathan. Help me to understand. You, you, you saying there is a man in my kingdom. A rich man that took the sheep from the poor man and killed it. Help me to understand. If this is true. That man must die. There is the guards at the door. Just need his name. And I can see that bony finger. David, you are the man. I have a message from God to you. You took Bathsheba. You killed his, her husband. Now God says, the sword will not depart from your house. You sin. In the presence of the Lord. 
David fell down in a chair. And he says, Oh God, I sin against thee. Oh God, clean my heart. Put in my life a new spirit. Don't cast away thy Holy Spirit from me. Bring me back the joy of thy salvation. And I will teach transgressors to repent. He got in big trouble. Brothers and sisters, David was not afraid of the sword. He was really concerned about a man without the Holy Spirit. He knew an example. He used to play the harp for Saul. And he saw what a man looks like when it's the part of the Spirit of God from his life. That man became jealous of his own son, Jonathan, when he became very friend with David. And he accused him of being a tra- the traitor. This man ran many times from Saul when he tried to kill him. And he knows what that man looks like, what a person looks like when they walk away from the presence, from the obedience to the Lord. And you remember, and we remember the story of Saul. God said to Saul, go and kill the Malachites. Don't leave none of them because I hate the Malachites. They're my enemies. I don't want them. God used certain message for Saul through Samuel. So Saul went to the battle this morning. The brother spoke about the battles in life. And he went. But see, his heart was not right. He made his own choices, his own values, and he decided, I'm going to keep this. And we can apply this to our Christian life. When we repent and we try to, oh, we will keep this. God will not mean that. I can keep it to myself. And I heard recently that a brother, after he became converted, he realized how much TV was a problem with his life. He threw the TV from a window. See, we, as a children of God, we need to make choices in life. But we need to do exactly what God means, what God says, because he, he really means it. David, repent from the bottom of his heart because he don't want to be like Saul. He knew that Saul was a meek man. 
He was a man. They had no respect for God's authority anymore. He was a man. They repent and repent and repent and repent and chased David all the time. He was a man that one day wants to talk to Samuel. Samuel was, was already dead. And he says, bring me a woman. Bring me someone that has a spirit that can bring Samuel so I can talk to him. I'm alone. See, Saul was not only lonely, he was alone. He prayed, there was no answer for God. Because his heart was not right. He didn't really mean it when he says, I'm sorry. He didn't really mean it when he apologized. When he said, I sinned. He didn't really mean it. There was no voice from heaven. There was like brass. No response. And that man became angry. Violence. And he had a life of a shame. We can see after history, through the Bible and history, how many things that he did wrong. He became very jealous. He has no trust. He don't know what to do. And that time he was facing a battle. But he could not face it. He had no strength, no courage. And he thought, I can use certain ways so I can talk to God. I can use other people to talk to God. See, that person became really trouble when somebody walks away from God. But David, when Nathan came to give the message from God, he repent. And soon enough to that, he really mean what was his condition in front of the Lord. He saw his heart. He knew there was so much sin. He knew there was so terrible what he's done. And he says, oh God, not only clean my heart, wash my heart. I don't want to have a terrible conscience. And we know what happened in the life of David, his children. How much the sword damaged his own family. The, the story of Solomon. Terrible. But see, David... He was a man according to God's heart. And he knew there was something worse than that. Something worse. 
He don't want to lose that relationship with God. So he really repent. And he says, oh God, I will teach transgressors to repent. I will tell them, don't go, don't walk away from God. I will tell them how important the relationship with God it is. It's not certain kind of religion or custom that we have in our life. It's a relationship. Everything is about relationship with our creator. About our Lord. About our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, we can see in our lives. What is the worst thing that we maybe fear? It is the sore. Brothers and sisters, I hope not. I hope we with fear, we can all the time acknowledge our hearts. Oh God, it is a good relationship that I have. Because many people don't care much about it. We know Christians. We heard about Christians. People call themselves Christians. They're not living a life, a holy life. Because they compromise. Because they said, God don't really mean that. God don't really mean that. But he does. Oh, we know how much love he has for us. He really mean it. He said, I will not leave you alone. I will not forsake you. I will be with you all the time. He really mean that. We heard it this morning. We can see somebody walking lonely. Lonely. A little boy of two age. A two years old of age. Lost his, lost his father. When he was four years old. Lost his mother. So now I want you to picture a boy growing up. Without father and mother. No direction. So we have many of those children walking with no direction. They don't see the difference between sin. Making choices that sooner or later in life will say, Why not somebody taught me different? So this young boy grew up. At the age of 14, he faced the his symbol in a terrible situation that he needs to go to jail, to prison. So he was taken into the courtroom, and the judge says, we will be sure today that I will bring all judge, judgment over this man, this young man. 
But I want to ask if anybody here that has any relationship with this young man, family, friends, I want you to come forward. Nobody walks. Nobody says anything. And that boy looked around. He was alone. I want you to think about your own life. So the judge says, calling to one of the people there, says, I want you to help this to do something for him. This man walked and took the, ch- the child, the boy, by the hand and went to a different room. This boy noticed that this man started crying. It was tears. But see, before nothing can move this boy, there was nothing kindness in life. And she can see tears coming down in the face of this man. And he says, listen. Are you alone? In a short conversation, this man knew that he has no father, no mother. But he says, I just want you to know that I will do everything to put you out of this problem. Can I call you son? This young man, for the first time in his life, heard the voice kindly. Somebody says, Can I call you son? We know what that means. He hugged him, hugging him. He hugged him. And took him by his shoulder in front of the judge. And he says, Majesty, I don't know if I'm using the right term. He says, I declare this boy innocent. I declare this boy innocent because I will. Do anything, and I will take him as my son, my own son, and I will provide for them, for him, everything that he needs in life. Just think about it. Is this not the same thing that Jesus Christ is offering you? You cannot require everything that you need. To overcome judgment. Only if Jesus will come and talk to you alone, separately, and will call you son, daughter, and will make you his child, and he will be like your father in life. Plus, He will provide everything that you need in this life. 
So you can live a righteous life. A life that can be an order in this, in this world. You will help others like David saying, I will convince, I will teach transgressors, I will bring sinners to you so they repent. So they know that you really mean it when you say, I love you. When you say, I will judge, I will bring judge over your life, you really mean it. And I believe, and I hope, and that's my prayer, that each one of us here in this place, we concern our lives, our relationship with God in the first place, before anything else. Oh, David, when he wrote this song, he knew much more than we, we think about the life of Saul. I believe in that most of us, we've been reading through the whole Bible and know many details about what we really read today in this song. David had a Hard to please God. But see, he fell in one battle of life. He was able to face a, a, a judging. We heard this morning. But we can see the most popular man, the most powerful man in that time, been almost destroyed because a choice that he made in his life. But he repent. Oh, he don't want his life being a mess. He don't want that. No. With tears, he pleaded God, oh God, don't take thy Holy Spirit away from me. Bring me the joy of thy salvation. Bring me the joy of God. Don't let me be a miserable. Let me be someone that, whose car is clean, who his conscience is free. Oh God, allow me. Please be a man. According to thy heart. There isn't there's many things in life that will put us in the same situation. Not only that terrible sin, because today it's very common that people will live lives that we just don't don't understand why. See, values, there, there, we're missing values all over this world. People, they're poor in power. They're making choices for us. And our hearts cry to God. Why? Why did this happen, this? In our country, in our homes, in our families. 
you, we know that when transgressors, when sinners repent, you know, repentance doesn't mean just to apologize. We know that. It's not just to say, I'm sorry. But repentance means to be humble, to, to humble ourselves, to recognize how much pain, how much pain we make for God. As we were singing the last song, 89, you know, I, 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 when we started the first verse, I was just thinking what difference would be that day when Jesus Christ was on the cross and this day. As we were singing the words, I, I started thinking that day that was the most sad day in the history. When he says, Father, Father, Daddy, why you leave me alone? Allow me to put in this order. I'm alone in the cross. God's face turned away from this agony. From his own son. Because he could not see. You sin and my sin. Over his shoulders. When sinners repent. When sinners come to the Lord. They're willing. To receive direction. They're willing. To do anything that is needed. To be in peace. I still remember the day that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Nobody told me what I should do. But I knew that I had stealing from people. And that day, the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, that, You got two things to fix it. And there was two things that bothered me so much. I've been stolen a bunch of cassettes, you know, there was very expensive stuff from a friend. I was taking revenge and I was justifying my action. But the Holy Spirit says, you stole it. You need to return it. So I went home and I grabbed those cassettes in my hand. I don't even took a bag. I took it in my hand. I went to my friend's house. I knocked the door. And he came out. Sorry, first his mother came out. And she says, come in. I said, no, I wait for him. Come in. I said, no, I wait for him. I was so embarrassed. I got a bunch of cassettes in my back. I said, please, can you call your son? I want to talk to him. He came. He says, come in. I says, no, I wait for you here. Please come in. I said, you come here. Please. He says, what is it? He was happy to see me, but he didn't know anything. I turned my face down. I said, I'm sorry. I stole this from you. I'm straying my life with God. I, 
I know that I did wrong. Please forgive me. He came and hugged me and says, oh, let's forget. I was so thankful that day. But the Holy Spirit said, oh, there's something else that same day. And I thought, oh, I need a break. But the Holy Spirit, you must do today what you have done. And that was the hardest thing. I had to walk about two more blocks away from the place. So I went to an immigration office. See, several months before, I lied to the one officer in the U.S. immigration. Can you imagine? Do you really mean to go and ask a Sorry, to be sorry for something that you just say wrong? Brothers and sisters, when the Holy Spirit came and convicted me of my sins, I knew that was wrong. They didn't know anything about it. So I walked inside the office and I asked for the supervisor. He came, says, what can I help you? I say, I need to speak to the supervisors. I am the supervisor. I say, do you have a minute? He looked for a minute, said, what is it? What do you need? I came closer because there were some other people. I said, sir, I don't know what to say, that, to, to say this, but I'm a Christian. Two months ago, I came to try to get a visa to cross the states and I lied to the, to, to, to the official. I told him something wrong and I want to, to apologize. I want to forgive me for that. I want to be in peace with God. He opened his eyes and he says, where's your papers? He said, they are home. Go and get it. I run. I run and run. And I came back in a less than a half hour. Another official took my papers and stamped it, denied. But I was a free man. I have a joy in my heart. I lose a visa, but I was free. This is what I really mean. This is what the scripture really means. To repent. There may be some things in your life. You need to repent. And I'm talking to those uh, friends. Search your heart. God will not search. He can help you to search your heart. What is it? Mary says a hiding secret. There is something that you've not given away yet. Don't be fool. Because God will bring a messenger later to tell you what it is. He will tell you exactly what you've done. He will bring judgment to your conscience, to your heart, and you will be miserable if you don't Listen the first time. Oh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to each one of us. 
the Holy Spirit speak many times, and I went, and I went and apologized people. Another time, I, I came to a man, and I, I knew that this was a proud man. And I, you know, when you are in front of a proud person, you don't want to mess with that kind of person because you don't feel comfortable with them. But the, the, the Holy Spirit says, you must go and talk to them and you must do us. I don't know if apologize is the, the, the right word. I understand that it's different forgiveness, but it may be something sweeter, right? It's something that we prefer to use. So I came to the man. I know that that man tried to do so many wrong things to my life, but I say, Carlos, uh, and, and it's not brother Carlos, but I say, Carlos, I want to do peace with God. And, I, and I'm on my way to be baptized. And, and I want you to please forgive me because I spoke wrong about you in front of other people. He looked on me and he says, you see, Carlos do some of the scripture. He professed to be a Christian, but I know there was something that was not right. And he says, well, if God forgive you, I forgive you. I thought, it's good enough. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I'm free. But there was something much, much difficult. It was my father. See, I grew up with a father that never gave me a, a, a word of encouragement. And when I became converted, I want my father to know Jesus. I want my family to know Jesus. And I wrote a letter to my father because I was about 1,700 miles away from him. And I explained in short words, I said, Dad, many times I feel like you was not my father. I said some other things, and I said, and please, I want to ask you to forgive me. I'm a Christian now. I'm ask God to forgive me and I please ask you to forgive me. See that relationship with my father changed and he became my friend. Many times my father would come after I became converted to counsel with me. And a few months before he died with tears he told me, I want this life. I know that I have to change. Friend, did you really know that you need a change? Did you know that God has spoken to you many times, every time, every time that you heard his word? Do you know that the Holy Spirit is... is Begging you, saying, be in peace with God. Come and account with God. He's speaking to you. Or oh, brother, there's something. Sister, there's something that you think, oh, never will people know this. Be aware. 
God will send another prophet. He will come wherever you are, wherever you go, and he will bring a message to you. He will bring a message to you. And I hope, and it's my prayer, that the message will come straight to your heart. God bless you.
Let's bow before the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we have heard thy word, and we know that there is nothing hidden before your eyes. You see all that is within us, and though we may try to cover our sins, even as Adam try to cover his nakedness with his attempt at fig leaves. We are exposed and guilty and have nothing to pay. Father, we pray that we would not be afraid of the sword, but of being truly alone, abandoned, Father, we're so thankful that your son took that shame, that sin, and even that abandonment, that he alone was truly alone, that we might never have to be all alone. Father, we pray that we would have the fear of God that we would listen to the Spirit and let it search out the hidden places of our heart and know that with urgency today, while we have the opportunity, we would make right and confess and seek forgiveness. Lord, that we could have that joy of your salvation restored that we would have that Holy Spirit not taken from us, that we could experience true sonship and daughtership, that we could become children without fear and guilt. Lord, we might be able to fool some people sometimes, but we can never fool you. Lord, may we stop playing games and in true and deep, sincere repentance and fear of God come to you and bear all and find true healing that only you can give. We pray this for every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe we have all heard God's word this afternoon. His word is not limited by language, by culture, by time period. The same message which David heard from the holy finger of Nathan, the prophet, we have also heard. And may we, like David, say, Search me, O God, 
and know my heart and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the paths of righteousness everlasting. May his spirit go with us and may we find that peace that passes all understanding, the joy that only he can give. With that, we would conclude this afternoon's service.